2: kia on the rag. Hey ipurangi Citizens of the nation, welcome to On the Rag, a podcast for and about the mana of woman. co Alex Casey aho, joined as always by Leonie Hayden, Geraldette, Michelley Court. Hello. And we did have Gloria Steinem on the phone just before. You just missed her. Oh, she's just hung <laughs> up. You just missed her. It. Such a tragedy. But we can't
1: actually put it out until November. So it feels really sad to not be able to share it with everybody yet. But it will be worth waiting for. Yeah, yep, we had a chat about
0: half an hour. We're all best friends now. Yeah, we're best friends. So I'm sure she'll be back coming back over to new zealand what are you getting point. her for christmas oh well i mean what do you get the woman who has everything <laughs>
1: <laughs> might give her a little broken piece of patriarchy yeah <laughs> this is a podcast
2: <laughs> about women's stuff brought to you by the Women's bookshop yeah i got friends actually they support us and make this podcast happen um
1: if you like books who, if you hate books, yeah, even, even, go in there and you might have your mind changed. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> a little revolution in your own lifetime.
2: <laughs> they are in Auckland uh, on Ponsonby Road, or you can check them out at www.womansbookshop.co.nz. We're actually giving away this month for school holidays and, you know, completely by coincidence, Gloria's Voice, the story of Gloria Steinem, uh, which is a beautiful looking children's book. Uh, which you could win on our Facebook page. Come
1: on now. I know. Look at it. It's my granddaughter's birthday. Well, you you, you you can't can't enter. enter. Oh, (laughs) why not? (laughs) I can't understand it.
2: But we'll post it up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Pod, where you can also have a chat to us and everyone else, everyone else in our lovely community. We've also got a web series. We do. It's important,
1: eh? Hey? We do. So you can see our faces as well as hear our voices. Mm. That's quite exciting. Mm. Well, yeah. No, it is. I wonder <laughs> about
2: that, eh? It was always like, I remember when I was young, like, seeing, like, JJ and Flynnie and stuff like that for the first time yes. and going, oh,
1: they don't really look like what I thought they Because you imagine like- a thing. Apparently, I sound tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's what How people do you tell sound me. tall. I don't know. I don't. Just like this, I think. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. But I'm not. So, yeah. spoiler alert.
0: I'm sure people get... Surprised that I'm a brown lady. <laughs> Do, Do you? Yeah. You? I don't know. I just, I just think that maybe my voice suggests I'm not. Blonde? <laughs> and that, that people see me and go, oh, you're one of them. Oh. let <laughs> check think, out the web series. I think it's <laughs> from people when I was a kid <laughs> telling me in very coded language that, oh, you're very articulate. Oh, I see.
1: Oh, uh, unspoken for a Māori. I Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Which makes me think people might. Still But
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure.
2: It's hard to yeah. tell. I don't I don't, like them. I don't
0: know what era we live in I don't want now. to be their it's friends.
2: It's difficult. Sorts them out we quite quickly. We could call Gloria and ask her again. <laughs> I do have her secretary's number. I just want to say that. Get yeah. her on the phone. The number she rang from was <laughs> blocked. <laughs> I
1: <didn't, laughs> did not take note. All good. All good. Didn't, <laughs> didn't oh, want so her phone it.
0: numbers not Zero,
1: zero, 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 <laughs> zero plus. She knows what we're like. She knows that we give her a call.
2: <laughs> Coming up on this podcast... Young women saving the world, men getting mad about it, and maybe gender equality is fixed because we have Ms. Monopoly. Great. Amazing. Hey.
1: This may be our last podcast, in which case. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It is sad, but could, done. We, job done. We, could,
2: we could pivot, you know, to something else. Sport. Completely sport. different podcast. Yeah. Sport, sport Sport podcast. Sport podcast.
0: Sport. Not enough of those around. <laughs> Hell
2: no. The World Cup. Um, <laughs> that's literally all I can say. Yeah. Um, our next episode of our web series is going to be about sex positivity. It should be out in the very near future. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, check out the Spinoff's YouTube channel. Or all our social media should be up there. It was a it was a journey, the old sex positivity episode.
1: You've uh, had a good time <laughs> with some dildos. <laughs> can I say that? I think I can. I don't think that's legal.
2: It's the
0: next <laughs> in the series of my favourite genre, <laughs> which is things that make Alex uncomfortable. <laughs>
2: I had a so sex party for we've
0: one. Waxed all her pubes off. <laughs> and <laughs> Now we've surrounded her with six toys.
2: Some of them. The print on them. <laughs> <laughs> the print. <laughs> Look like Hellboy. The okay. black, the black and red splat, okay. splattered giant dildo. I was like, I mean, but I don't want a kink shame. Yeah. No. If you're into Hellboy, you're into Hellboy. Totally. Might be a little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do they have one of those things that put weird eggs inside of you that you can then guard yeah. Oh, and you get remote out of control.
2: Yourself? Oh, no, 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 no. But I know the ones they're talking about. Yeah, they have the artificial, so you can yeah, lay. so you can lay eggs. Lay eggs.
1: What?
0: But yeah. <laughs> what? It's a thing. Everyone's doing it, Michelle. Not me. Apparently, not me. It did make me laugh. Alex pointed out that the um, episode of Bang that we guested on with the lovely um, Melody Thomas uh, on her RNZ podcast about... said subject mm-hmm. was probably the worst thing we've ever done mm. so we decided to make another episode about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and add another dimension
2: <laughs> so you can really see our pain i blush
1: every time i think about that but
2: yeah it's scary because we can't remember what we've really what we yeah. really said in no. the studio amber our producer keeps bringing up you
0: know oh, when you talked about this and we're like what yeah what? no we all we all men and blacked ourselves <laughs> after that
1: we did we did and one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing in it is Kuta Forrester giving mm, us a, yes. a How to Have a One Night Stand yes. guide. Yep. So that'll be, she's amazing.
0: There was a lot of um, silent cry laughing while she was filming <laughs> that from us behind the camera. Funniest.
1: funniest very, very around. funny.
2: All right, should we move on to the news?
0: You do yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Shall we? Shall we? A lot of angry men. <laughs> There's a
2: lot of angry men. Oh. We've got. Um, Doesn't happen very often, oh. does it? And it's unusual. coming from surprising voices. Mike Hosking? Oh, really? really? Duncan Garner? Duncan! Him? Jeremy Clarkson? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Martin Van
1: Beynen? Never.
2: <laughs> Never. He loves everything. So this has all been in the past week in response to the giant climate strikes that took place around the world and Greta Thunberg addressing the UN. um. It made a lot of a lot of prominent media men mm. very challenged mm. and upset. They and got a bit hysterical, hysterical That's and what, yeah.
1: emotional, and had tantrums. <laughs> I think Jeremy Clarkson summed it all up for everybody for all of those men when he just wrote in his column, "Be a good girl, shut up." That encapsulates really it the really response does. of. All of them. So <laughs> I, I, the thing that blows me away about it is that on the one hand, those those men would um, accuse young people of being shallow, into self gratification, yep. egocentric, um, narcissistic, narcissistic mm-hmm. uh, insular, uh, all of those things, and yet when they do something like I don't know. Sail halfway around the world to make a speech about something they know a lot about. That's n- no, yeah naughty. No. naughty Mike was impressed that she
2: sailed
0: though. He did he did give <laughs> her big ups for that. He loves a good boat. Yeah, <laughs> sure he appreciates the uh, the skill. <sighs> But there was a lot of sort of quite bad reasoning, I thought, as well, involved in a lot of this this commentary. Like, the kind of reasoning that, say, a first-year law student could pick apart very easily <laughs> in a court of law. Uh, Duncan Garner's been that, you know, if it was that big a problem, the adults would have sorted it out.
1: Yeah, I think that's the point. But I was just
0: like, is that not the point? Yes, that yeah. adults have created this problem for 200-odd years and we've all gone, this is fine. Yeah. And now we've gotten to the point where we're seeing the effects of everyone ignoring the trash fire.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: I mean, literally, because our grandparents and some of our parents' generation, would we would mm. burn our rubbish. That was a yep. normal everyday yeah. activity. Yes. I still remember having to take the rubbish down to the bottom of to the, the lawn and put yep. it in the incinerator and burn that. Yeah. So that means people sort of well into their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 20 years ago thought that that was a very normal thing to do and uh, your average 10-year-old now knows that that's not. Mm. So it's like why would you assume that adults now are more informed than children now on this subject when
1: When the paradigm has changed completely? Yeah. And, yeah, so many terrible arguments. Uh, Man van and go, I don't want to dim- diminish Tonberg's achievement and self-possession. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what you want. <laughs> and talked about, you know, amazing for someone of her age to deliver a speech like that. But, of course, she didn't get there on her own. Uh, so sh- sh- you don't want to listen to her because she's got expertise and she had support. Yeah. Mm, that's what I find
2: interesting, eh? The, like, the... Conspiring around it, like, oh, yes, yeah. this, she's a she's a puppet. puppet. And I'm like, T- if she's a puppet, good. Mm. Well, I don't care. Where did he get shit done? Whatever. Well, I don't think she
0: is. No, I, I don't think she is proper either. The puppet masters,
1: in <laughs> yeah. this case, are the world's leading <laughs> climate
0: scientists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's, <laughs> it there's a whole argument out there, isn't there? You don't have to dig very deep to see that there are people suggesting that it is, what do they call them, green, um, uh, like monsters green? <laughs> <laughs> We you call really rich people uh, m- moguls the green oh right oh, moguls right. who so, want so much money what I don't <laughs> yeah, I love it. what are you talking about <laughs> it just I don't know somebody summed it up by saying when children talk like adults adults respond by talking like children and that's what they sounded like a bunch of whining little boys yeah
2: for real, I'll listen to teens on climate change when they do the dishes. Oh. I thought that is a headline from the Onion. <laughs> it is, it is.
0: Yeah, I, no one can tell the difference between an Onion headline and a real headline anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah. Someone, no, I, like um, I did see someone ask the question like, uh, "Would this be different if Greta?" Obviously, as well, there's there's many other young women who have who have spoken up. She has become, you know, the She's captured the imagination. She mm. has. Yeah. Um, so we're sort of talking about her as the, as the centre of the conversation, aware that that's not necessarily the case. But if she had been a young man who had, you know, broken down or cried at the UN, yeah. would this be
0: different? Yes.
1: Mm. shown some sensitivity. What a f- remarkable young man with a great future.
0: Yeah. I wonder, though. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea that young men shouldn't cry is probably pervasive enough that... They might have been criticised. Men
1: tend to get medals for weeping because you know, (laughs) or just showing any emotion. Yeah, because it's it's not what's expected, so it's novel and Mm. and fresh. Whereas Mm. women, it's just us reverting to type apparently Mm -hmm. because we're very weepy. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And the thing I think a lot of these hysterical men have missed is the whole point of climate strikes and climate action is it's actually an appeal to governments and industries and world leaders. Mm. So a lot of people are sort of willfully misunderstanding it as we're being lectured about our own individual choices and if you drive a car, you can't possibly have participated in the climate strike because that makes you a hypocrite. Yeah. It's like, well, actually, no, we want people with more power than us to listen to the people and make changes on a global scale Mm -hmm. because me not using plastic bags isn't actually going to do much. I'm not still going to try my best, but I need to be matched in my efforts by my government, my yes. local government, the industries that industries I choose to buy from,
1: and governments committing to a very clear list yeah. of, of demands from climate change activists about carbon emissions and mm. fossil fuels. Yeah. I mean that's it's not like they've just gone <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a list mm. yeah. of But I like my stuff. car and driving it fast. Yeah, could good, good on you. But but did, what I did um, a the
0: industry made an electric car uh, cheaper for you that to was buy. Affordable. Just
1: as so fast, and your local just councils produce made places where you could charge them. Exactly.
2: <laughs> oh. yeah. There was an amazing comment in a similar vein that I received on the bottom of a story that I wrote. Um, I interviewed Sophie Hanford, who was the young woman, she's eighteen, who brought the climate strike to New Zealand. She started it here. Um, and this lovely gent, gent <laughs> a gentleman and a scholar commented below saying, until, <laughs> until both women stop participating in this global system of capitalism and its insatiable appetite for economic growth that gives them cheap, leap, cheap lipstick, nice cars and pretty clothes, they are just signalling
1: they're full of shit. Talk is wind. Real action requires
2: real sacrifice.
1: Wow. How how is cheap <laughs> lipstick and you and you pretty close? Pretty
2: close,
1: yeah. So I no one, No one's allowed to express an opinion until they step outside of the capitalist yeah. system.
0: And he wrote that on Facebook.
1: You know, if you know, did, under his real
0: name, which Facebook, is like, Shane H. Duncan, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's
2: just like the logic falls apart when I'm like you. You you wrote this on the most evil capitalist
1: like thing that exists, you know, like oh. Oh, and you know that if you had expressed your distaste of capitalism, you just would be a filthy communist. So I don't know how you're going to win this. You can't win. Well, unless you have pretty clothes and cheap lipstick. Oh, when you
0: you do. And all my nice cars. You know, I'm always going (laughs) on about them. (laughs) They're all parked
2: outside. (laughs) Love it. But yeah, it's not really it's not really going anywhere, is it? The subclimate thing. <laughs> I think we've figured out. <laughs> yeah, no. I felt quite hopeful over the last week. I have. Yeah. Sometimes I go, I go through massive periods of anxiety, but I've 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 chosen to not feel that way.
1: I think one of the things that hasn't been uh, uh, expressed tremendously well by mainstream media is that the demonstrations in New Zealand on Friday were the biggest protests ever in the history of this country mm. I believe mm. that um, the numbers are huge mm. and I think that gave me a sense of uh, comfort and confidence that this is public opinion, and and this is the way that we're going to start moving forward. Yeah. And th- it's one of those situations. Sometimes governments lead, and and public opinion catches up, and sometimes government catches up with public opinion. And I mm. think this is one of the latter. Mm. Yeah.
2: There's that, someone did a funny tweet of Justin Trudeau in the climate strike, oh my and they're God. like. <laughs> Why are you protesting? You are the government. What yeah. are you doing?
0: Yeah. You are actually in charge. <laughs> you are protesting yourself right now. That is madness. It is quite funny. It's a real galaxy brain. It is galaxy brain.
2: <laughs> you were there, eh? You were, well, not with Justin Trudeau, but uh, yes. in a way.
0: <laughs> uh, yep, I was at the climate um, march with a handful of uh, spin-off stuff. We made signs. Oh, i
2: a new cardboard oh. using paint. <laughs> bloody. Waste, probably threw them on the ground. and Yeah, someone
0: commented that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, what are we going to do with all of those signs? Like as if people had bought brand new cardboard <laughs> to paint signs on. <laughs> oh, creating all that waste. It's, like, it's recycled cardboard. What is wrong with you? In what universe do people buy new cardboard to make a sign with?
1: Yeah, <laughs> nobody's ever done
0: that. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. And it was really cool when we got there um, – there were so many people We couldn't really get close enough to the speakers um, To hear what they were saying But the reaction to them was incredible And they were all young They were all young people um, I don't think any adults spoke I could be wrong Opania Oh yeah She's only in mid 20s um, And <laughs> So
1: young from where I'm sitting I know exactly <laughs>
0: Um, and I thought that was really impressive, both the this, the fact that it was young people leading and mm. the just the incredible reaction to it. People mm. were so riled up's not quite right because it wasn't an angry atmosphere. Mm. It was just really high energy. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of young people who really give a shit, mm. and it was so nice to just sort of be swept along in there, and lots of older people as well. Because the whole point of that much was um, young people asking older generations to join them. Yes, and, and that was very uh, visible which I thought was really cool
1: and that is one thing that, now that I've said that mainstream media did a bad job of letting us know who, how uh, what a significant protest that was they were very good at interviewing probably because that's what they do uh, middle-aged people saying I I'm here because I'm ashamed and, and mm. I'm worried and I want to support and I you know I'm full of admiration and I want to support these young people yeah. so yeah 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 so that picture that message came across really well yeah cool yeah Problem solved, really. Should be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fine. Cool tips. What have, we,
2: what have we been doing this month It's made our lives a little bit easier?
1: Okay, well, I've made going to the supermarket more fun for myself. I've got, I have got, I have pat myself on the back, really good at taking my supermarket bags and carrying my keep cup and doing those things. But what I'm really enjoying about going to the supermarket is just taking five minutes when I arrive at the supermarket to watch... Uh, people and when I say people I mean men get out of their cars without their bags and walk into the supermarket and then as I'm going to, watching men come out without bags but arms laden with goods <laughs> and I'm just I know we talked about this before but I yeah. just it just Still fucking good. makes my day <laughs> It's adorable. It's like I see them walking in, going, "You have forgotten your bag," and or you don't, you just won't bring yourself to carry one. So I saw an ad somewhere for a Swan Dry supermarket yeah, bag, yes, which yeah. might make the me feel bag. a bit happier about dead it. dad bag, but I'm just um, enjoying <laughs> that and not using, trying not to use Glad wrap as much as I can, using the waxy thingies and and I've bought a couple of those three dollar. Supermarket, you know, um, carry bags that I so every bag that I've got has got a little supermarket bag stuffed into the corner of it, so I can Uh, never get caught short. Wow, that's all. So they're tiny, tiny things, but um, they make me feel better. It's really good. I don't. I don't really
2: have any like. This is gonna sound. I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna sound basic here. I've been really loving getting the train. Mm. From like, I've I've recently moved, so the train is actually the easiest thing to get. But it reminded me just how much I like. If you, I mean, walking's good. I did get into the habit of, of, of driving a very short distance to work and feeling quite sick about it recently. Um, but I love staring at people on the train. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah. Like I like the ones where you have to face each other. The big long. Yeah. We're sitting like um. What's that? What's the what are they like, Vertical, like horizontal?
1: Mm. <laughs> so Facing, each, each, other,
2: facing each other Rhombus <laughs> I think as well Somewhere
1: in there <laughs> <laughs> Rhombus <laughs> Parallelogram I don't, know. I don't know And just just staring at people yeah. I love it
0: I saw a man that looked exactly like Larry David On the train the other day And it made my day
1: yeah. How do you know it wasn't him? Oh my god yeah. Yeah. He's got to be somewhere Diddly I've been
2: trying to actually use it also Not just for work but like Going out places and stuff and trying to encourage it, but I've, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten very well. It's just the timetables are not the great. The timetables are, time are terrible. terrible on a Saturday or mm. Sunday. No, I love
1: catching the boat from where I am into the city, but um, you always have to Uber home because the boats have stopped. Mm-hmm. And at weekends, which is when you want to go, mm-hmm. um, they, they go like once an hour, and then later on once every two hours, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's a fantastic way to travel. It feels like you go on holiday totally somebody else is driving me yeah yeah
2: yeah and i also used to feel like a part of something i feel like in a way that you don't if you're even walking because also you walk and no one else is on the bloody footpath to stare at oh, yeah. there's nothing to stare at yeah. so you stare at your phone but anyway i've been staring do at people do they know you're trains. staring
1: like do you stare at them till they see you
0: eyeballing. <laughs> so i, I kind of just do
2: like an oscillating fan <laughs> type thing oh that's good i'm seeing so what you're can doing clock everybody yeah but everyone's Every, everyone's buried in their phones, mm. you know? Oh,
1: people. People. <laughs> no, I love people. it.
2: Nice, nice. Reading a spin off, hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, it's not really a tip.
0: Um, <laughs> my, my tips aren't climate related. Get out. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't know I needed to prepare no. one of those. I didn't. I have. Okay, so I have both a serious tip mm. and a very not serious tip. Great. Right. My serious tip. Not really a tip, kind of a tip. <laughs> I went to Bali earlier Come in the month. Commit to it, Come <laughs> to it. I went to Bali earlier in the month, had a very good time. Bali, of course, is an island in Indonesia. I got home and discovered that the Indonesian government had executed a bunch of protesters in West Papua, which is an island nation that they are currently colonising. And I realised that I had given that government a whole bunch of my money. Mm. My tip is don't go to Bali. Mm. Uh And also maybe read a bit about what's happening in West Papua because it is horrible and tragic and New Zealanders should be up in arms on their behalf. Second tip, it's pretty much the same. It's to do with um, beauty routines. (laughs) 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 So I invented this new thing for myself. You know those face rollers like Mm. for face massage that are all the rage? There's an old like Hollywood tip, like a really old one, where you put like a a spoon in the freezer and then you sort of press it under your eye bags and it makes your eye bags go away, apparently. I've combined the sheet mask (gasps) and two frozen spoons where you just massage your face with the sheet mask on, (laughs) so you're getting the froze like the cold therapy (laughs) and massaging the stuff in the mask into your face and Honestly, I think I'm some kind of beauty guru genius <laughs> for inventing that.
1: please video this okay, yeah. and put it up? All right, I will. Please, I want to see that. I I will. Will. Just The idea of watching you massage your face with two frozen <laughs> spoons is mm, in a sheet it would, That would be more fun for me than watching a man walk out of a supermarket <laughs> with more than 12 <laughs> items. Okay. I'll do it. I want you And to. yes,
0: I'm shallow and superficial, but I love, it. I love a face mask.
1: No. Can't help it. You're shallow and superficial, and also deep and thoughtful. So yeah. it's a very yin yang scenario. Yep. Yeah,
0: so frozen spoons and uh, boycott barley. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Shut
2: it down. We're done. We're finished with this podcast. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, On the topic of a- activism, though, if you haven't voted yet, you should vote. Yes, please. Yes, please. hate to get all gone by lunchtime on your ass. (laughs) (laughs) But um, as someone pointed out in in a Korero Wahine, which is the little private kind of on the reg spin-off conversation group, voting is a feminist act. Yes. And you should read up on the people that are standing in your area. There's a great tool available via the spin-off called Policy, nz, where you can put in your area and it will tell you everyone who's running and what their what their stances are on on all the different policies. Some of them haven't filled it out you know mm. you could let that be your guide which
0: perhaps. means they don't
1: care enough and it's really fun I love making snap judgments on people based on two paragraphs that makes so me yeah. very happy I, yeah, I feel like I get a real feel of who people are and I've also <laughs> as well as doing that I have um, so I know a couple of people or well, more than that who are standing for various boards and community groups and so forth mm. and so and they're people that I like and trust and respect and so I've asked them for their hot tips on other people to support so there's that kind of networking thing going Mm on go to go to my friend Julie Ferry and say who else do you think you would like me to support um and and I find that really helpful because if they've got the same values as you then they're likely to direct you to people with the same values
2: Hi everyone, just a little content warning that we are going to start talking about the Labour story that came out at the start of the month involving quite serious allegations of sexual assault.
1: So if that's not something you feel like listening to just now, fast forward a few minutes and we'll do some mansplaining reports.
2: I forgot this was even this month. Um, we're pivoting now to talk about the the big story that came out at the start of the month, which um, I was quite close to, mm. the Labour, the allegations around a Labour staffer and the subsequent fallout around her speaking up mm. uh, first through the spinoff. The allegations had first kind of been alluded to by News Hub about a month before, so there was kind of murmurings that something was going on, um, but through, through us, she kind of told us the very violent, serious attack that happened to her and what appeared to be the absolute mishandling of it mm. in the yeah. aftermath when it was when it was raised with the right people. Um, now, I've kind of lost a bit of perspective on this. <laughs> I'll yeah, you so close to <laughs> I'll admit. Um, working on the story and then seeing the way that it kind of spun out quite quickly into having never done anything political before, almost made a point of staying away from that stuff. I was sort of just wrote it as a story of, you know, mm. about a woman um, and everything else. It was quite interesting to see the way that it became a different story mm. pretty yeah.
1: fast. Um, which I, I don't know. It was a bit
2: disappointing, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess it must feel that way for you. I mean, I, it sh- your story put the survivor at the center. Yeah. Which is, and it was brilliant. And thank you for the story. Um and she very quickly was not at the centre mm. yeah, of absolutely. the rest of the coverage. Yeah. yeah. It once again showed to me so it showed me that, but it also showed me the the what appears to be the mishandling of it by the party hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Shows me again the disconnect that we have that I've talked about before that we understand that sexual harassment and assault is incredibly commonly experienced by women, mm. but we don't seem to be able to grasp the idea that there are perpetrators. Mm-hmm. So we all know victims and survivors. We all know perpetrators, but we don't want to acknowledge that they exist mm. because mm-hmm. they're colleagues, friends, sons of friends, brothers of, we, we we find this really, this is the next step that we're unable to take. Yeah. yeah. Fear.
0: Um, I, that was, yeah, an incredible story, Alex. Mm. Um, I was wondering, actually, if you could talk more about mm. how it felt to sort of be producing a story that ended up actually changing the news cycle for a good week or so. Was that, mm. like, something you wrote, because it was victim-centred, became a lot more real than just allusions to Sexual harassment that had been made by other media outlets. You gave her a voice and a personality, and that's what actually brought people to the realization that this was potentially real, mm. and that changed the entire news cycle. Was that buzzy?
2: I mean, it was. But it was buzzy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: it was buzzy. And I was in a lot of
2: contact with her. Sort of, you know, she was feeling very overwhelmed, but also. You know, feeling like the main thing was that she just felt like she hadn't, hadn't been listened to Yeah, the yeah, whole time yeah. through every, every point of the process. And to suddenly have the whole country listening in some form or another, I think, was incredibly overwhelming. But at the same time, it was also dispiriting when you started getting, you know, Nigel Harworth swinging out, basically saying... This didn't happen. Yeah, um, yeah, We were never made aware when you have of these allegations. Yourself have seen
0: documents that basically prove that he was sent the information that he claims to have not been sent.
2: Yeah, well, it's a little. It gets a little tricky. Yeah. she she maintains that she told Harworth on multiple occasions. The first being their first ever meeting about about this individual. Um, I think the more the more damning thing was the Simon Mitchell, who kind of led the panel. Um, We had an email – we have several emails, actually, to him with attachments that detail her testimony, including the word sexual assault and a description of what sounds a lot like a sexual assault. Um, He also says that he had his – a computer expert examine his emails, and he maintains he didn't get the attachments. Now, that's up in the – you know, that's what he says, that's what she says, that's kind of all it comes down to. But talking to her the whole time – she was just like, that does hurt me to feel yeah. like I've finally been listened to. But at the same time, there's now all these men just shooting it down again. Yeah. Um, But I do feel like the actions of the prime minister and that Nigel Haworth resigned and the general public mood felt like progress. Yeah, it did.
0: So she was happy with the prime minister's response? What she wanted above all else was... A culture
2: overhaul and for them to listen to survivors and provide support and, you know, um, make contact with the relevant networks, whether it was sexual abuse prevention or the people that were adjacent and had tried to help in the past. Um, She was calling for more than just tokenistic, like people falling on their sword because that doesn't actually... It anything. doesn't yeah. change the system. It doesn't, People are so
0: keen to keep making it into like a game of politics. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's a survivor asking for to be listened to. Yeah, and yeah. I get why
1: you would want rich retribution, not that she did, uh, the the victim, the mm. person at the centre of this, but I get why people, you know, call for resignations, but that's not actually going to change anything and mm. that's not really the thing we're all looking for. Mm. Yeah. We're looking for somebody to set, I mean, if the, if the Labour Party doesn't have these processes, it's a pretty good indication that... Very few organisations do have a, a process, and I, it seems such a long time now since since me too. Mm. Why isn't this sorted? Mm. Um, am I? And that's the other. Realistic? That's the other big damning thing that I think was kind of missing from the
2: conversation. Um, that she couldn't feel like she could go to the police. You know, yeah. that's the other big yeah. thing that the, that's always at the centre of these stories that people now just accept as like, oh yeah, it's like that's. We understand why that is, of course. um, That, you know, she's aware, she's like, I had friends who've tried to go through it, had a terrible time. I know the stats, I know how hard it is to get justice, blah, blah, blah. We've all been
1: watching Unbelievable. We've all been
2: watching Unbelievable, exactly. Um, So we all understand that, but it's weird that we're not addressing that, you know, Mm. (laughs) as well. Um, Yeah. That she didn't, there's only one, people say, you know, why didn't you go to the police? Why didn't you do the right thing? That she didn't feel like that was the right thing, and that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's almost like the police need to set up a complimentary service headed by Louise Nicholas Mm -hmm. that is dedicated to treating women or anybody with a complaint of sexual assault um, with respect and, Yeah like it's like the whole police system can't handle it they need something built alongside yeah
2: yeah it's really interesting actually this is kind of a a tangent but um i had to i had to sit through a police questioning thing recently uh someone i know experienced a a physical assault and there i was just sitting there kind of watching the questions he was asking and i was like this statement's going to come out completely different. It was wow. real interesting having watched Unbelievable and yeah. written the story and having all these people talking about processes and notes and blah, blah, blah. And then when the person he had been interviewing read the statement back, it was completely different.
0: Wow. There were like
2: really key things that were completely wrong. And I was like, this is just one 10-minute interview on a Friday afternoon of however many you do a week. Yeah, like, yeah I just,
1: it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. I I never understand why um, those first interviews aren't video recorded and a transcript made of the audio from the video. So you've got facial expression for Mm. context and depth and you've got verbatim recording. Mm. Mm -hmm, Why mm -hmm. are you relying on an exhausted police officer who doesn't know the person. You know, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It seems like it would be such a straight... And watching Unbelievable made me... I was screaming from the couch, you can't ask her again. Why didn't you video it the first time? Yeah. yeah. For, for that first fresh account, which yeah. you might add to later when more detail comes. But just capture it. We're so good at capturing everything yeah. in yeah. this
0: country. Totally. In this world. Yeah. Why don't we use... It's not use... like the video technology isn't available. It's there on your phone. Yeah. Totally.
2: Yeah, it was weird. It was it was bizarrely primitive for like what I was expecting. Mm. It was like they were even like, oh, we have shut down most of the computers. You know, like <laughs> you have to do it in the back of the reception. It was just like it was really bizarre. And I, I again, that might just be a one off. It might be great otherwise. But it was just interesting timing that I was kind of had all yeah. these things in my head as I sat down, and I was like, this isn't good enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this isn't good enough. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. What's next on the talk? Oh, I something We've done a chipper. rabbit hole.
1: Should we do, do some chipper Something chipper?
2: Oh, yeah. I found some funny spine <laughs> moments, actually, to lighten the mood. <laughs> um, this was just a funny tweet. I love a funny tweet. Michelle Guido tweeted... Oh, no, hold on. <laughs> it's been a year since the last time I announced this, so I think it's time for my yearly update. PSA, we do not pee out of our vagina. <laughs> some man <laughs> replied. <laughs> Well, you well, you probably don't do it out of your asses, though you do talk out of there, lol. And that leaves the vagina, unless there is a third hole somewhere for the pee to come out of. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, there
2: is. Say it with us:
0: urethra. urethra,
2: urethra. Willis G. Creed, whatever your name is.
1: Some
0: mysterious third hole.
2: But I like, I just like it. I like that the you talk out of your ass. Yeah. I like yeah. that leaves the vagina as like he's been thinking about it and doing equations yeah. all night. I've got this. The only and this thing left, take away this. I have looked at that unless there's a third hole somewhere.
1: <laughs> Does <laughs> that mean really oh, suggest
2: Jesse's never
0: boys pee out of their vaginas too? No,
1: they've got oh. a, they've got a
2: urethra. Oh, same. Yeah. Do they pee mm. out of their asses too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah, like a cloaca. I good like good. the temp. <laughs> I really like the tampon man who calculated um, how many mils of blood uh, comes out of a woman <laughs> when she menstruates, and how much fluid a tampon is supposed to be able to hold. And decided that seven tampons would see you through a period. <laughs> seven. <Thank laughs> and, you for that. You'd, and you'd have nine periods a year. Maths not being his strong suit. <laughs> um, <coughs> Period holidays. And, and I think that the, <laughs> the idea that must have motivated him, well, apart from, you know, bloody women whining about the cost, is he must have imagined that a vagina is made of something that is normally completely dry, um, like a, I don't know, a cardboard tube inside a toilet roll. <laughs> and then once a month, or nine times a year, times you do the math. Yeah. Uh, some uh, blood <laughs> dripped into the otherwise very dry place, and it did it quite quickly. Like um, a valve
0: that turns on the, and off. Yeah,
1: like a little tap. Yeah. And so you just pop one in, soak up that teaspoon worth, <laughs> drop it out. Yeah, so no other bodily fluids. And also you can wear a tampon for seven tampons. Maybe you're menstruating for five, eight days. So you could wear, put a tampon in in the morning and leave it there for 24 hours.
0: I do like the nine months idea. I like that yeah, you could maybe opt, opt out for three months a year like a Kiwi saver holiday. Sounds great.
1: Yeah. You can get mortgage holidays yeah. from the bank. Get a menstrual holiday. That Thanks. sounds great.
2: It's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. We haven't but had I, a good man's plan for a while. It's
1: adorable that men sit around thinking that they have suddenly thought of a solution for something <laughs> yeah. that they have never experienced yeah. that we experience constantly yeah it's a very special level of confidence it
2: yeah. it's actually time for me to check in with that man who made that lipstick to glue your oh yeah yeah i've got to still go to skype details i yes. want to see if it's taken off yeah the lipstick to seal off <laughs> the lips of your vagina to seal your labia just, together yeah. your labia. holds all
0: the um blood in mm. and
2: then you wear <laughs> it open somehow. Yes. And Yeah,
0: and then you're in <laughs> Breaks the seal it's and like, then lets it all out, and then you supposedly you glue it all up together. Then you glue, glue your labia Lipstick together for
1: your lips. It's like actually turning your labia, your vulva, into like a purse. <laughs> mm. You could pop other things you in there too. You could put in. a spare set of keys <laughs> and then glue it shut. That'd be good. I love it. But yeah, it's, it's
2: a real joy. It's okay. a great genre. It's my one of my favourite genres. Yeah. <laughs> Well-meaning man <laughs> who tries <laughs> to fix <laughs> periods forever. <laughs> We've had some toy
1: news. Great. Ms. Monopoly is here.
0: Oh, I think you're talking about a different kind of toy. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of that as well.
1: But I was so disappointed with Ms. Monopoly because initially I thought, yay, a game where women earn more than men. But it's fundamentally flawed, isn't it? Because it's suggesting that. So what happens is that women start the game with more money than men do, mm. uh-huh. and they get more money as they go past go. Mm. It's like you. <laughs> we could we could fix pay equity by just dropping some money into women's bank accounts. When in fact mm. it's, not it's not about that.
0: Yeah. Well, and also yeah. pretend money. So, yeah, it yeah. doesn't, yeah. doesn't fix anything anyway.
1: <laughs> Less exciting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I also think, like, I mean, I can't imagine bringing this out at Christmas and having fun conversations, you know? No. It's going to cause a lot of tension in yeah. extended families yeah. trying to explain why this is happening. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would like it if there was a game where um, men got fined for microaggressions. <laughs> that, yes. would, that would make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. You just you, mansplained. Yes, your community <laughs> chess thing is, you think women can use seven tampons a periods nine times a year. Pay her 12% of whatever you've got in front of you.
2: Yeah, there's definitely ways to fix it. It's also just that sort of weird, like... Um, I guess the kind of lean-in type of feminism, which yeah. is talking about that, that being rich or really successfully at the top of your industry is, of course, important to the women in those industries, but isn't the be-all and end-all solution yeah. for all of feminism yeah. and all of women? Like, yeah. the kind of hashtag girl boss thing, I think, has lost a bit of... yeah. Lost a bit of love recently. So let's
1: design the game. We'll, we'll work, work on it later, but just for a start, <laughs> I think that men shouldn't be allowed to go past go without uh, going with a woman. Like yep. Men shouldn't be allowed out on their own yep. at night or any or around the board. So they have to wait until a, a, a female player lands on the same square that they're on, yep. and then they're allowed to go past go with her. Mm-hmm. But men aren't out uh, that Good. Good. Curfew. great. Yes, yeah. There up. could be whole so streets some, they're not allowed to
2: go go on.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's not for you, lady streets, lady streets. Yeah,
2: and <laughs> we should make this game. It okay. would be great. the real Miss Monopoly. Yeah, great. <laughs> Who do we contact? Well,
1: <laughs> Hasbro. <laughs> oh, Hasbro.
0: <laughs> Bro. <laughs>
2: closing in the name, and there's also been some uh, gender-neutral Barbies have been have been released also this month. So this, uh, the toy world is. Doing stuff,
1: catching
0: up. <laughs> definitely doing stuff. We can't debate. Yeah. <laughs> Creatable world. I quite like the um, the the boy style haircuts they've given mm. the gender neutral babies. Like, I'm like eyeing up a lot of these. Haircuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would look good on me.
2: They're just very stylish individuals, oh. eh? Um, so those are called creator world. What are they? Creative, creative world. We um, can be either both or none. Yeah. Yeah. Love it.
0: But provided you're still skinny and able-bodied. Of course. Is yeah,
2: that's important. It's <laughs> sure. still
0: the message that's
1: coming through loud
0: and clear because they have little stick-thin legs yep. that go all the way up to... Legs
1: it in. wasn't really a big change to the moulds no. that they <laughs> no. were using initially, exactly. was it? And like, no. there's still no genitalia whatsoever, so they can go into any bathroom they like.
2: and unfortunately male female non-binary um there is still a fedora in the
0: mix so my god oh Oh my god there is be careful stay
2: vigilant (laughs) (laughs) some
0: good outfits
2: there are some great outfits (laughs) let's talk about watch club I'm having flashbacks. to when I ask Laura Stein about this, <laughs> what have we been watching? This? What have we been watching this month? Well,
1: obviously, un- unbelievable, which is incredible. Tony Collette and um, I can't remember the woman's name. She was in Merit, Nurse Jackie. Merit Weaver. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Um, can I just say, anybody who gets through the first episode like I did and wants to just smash all the windows in the house and never watch anything ever again, push on through. Yes. Better
2: it's a phenomenal I watched that just like aghast and emotional and it was also just like a very very pacey
0: yeah <laughs> is it if you I like kind you, of I think I will
2: oh it's really really good the, it is hard going like it yeah. is and, yeah. it, and that doesn't go away after the first episode necessarily um but it does what I loved about especially Merritt Weaver is just completely softening the idea of what a a detective is what we've come to expect from detective characters in these shows and also the world you know (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. Um, just a completely new vision of also what like a crime procedural looks like when there's two women oh I thought it was fantastic yeah I thought it was brilliant
1: Yeah, yeah did a total binge watch on it um, interestingly, a good thing to watch with a partner, uh, maybe, <laughs> because uh, his takeaway from it was how much things had changed for the better between 2008 and 2011. And my takeaway from it was that uh, it's all quite fucked until you get women in charge. Totally, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nothing to do with the era. Or yeah. The, yeah, 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 and they have to be the exact
2: right type of woman who is not willing to let it go, despite yeah. everyone trying to tell them to drop it. And yeah. It seemed to me like a flash in the pan rather than like a,
1: any kind of change at yep, all. Yeah, absolutely. It was <laughs> yep, specific to having some people who understand mm, there yeah. in the room, like we were talking about before. Leonie, what about you?
0: Um, I ended up watching Late Night on the plane. And you yes. talked about that last um, last episode that mm. we did. Yes. And in fact, we've had like feedback from other people who also watched it on your recommendation. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Emma Thompson is so wicked. Yeah. Um, and I'm not adding anything to the conversation by watching what you've watched and then agreeing <laughs> with
1: you. Oh, I good, just though. haven't that's been doing a lot of
0: watching mm. of anything lately and that is something that stuck out and I, I just thought it was really great. Yeah, mm. it is good,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I have Mindy Kaling. Oh, Isn't she do. great? She turned up in something else that I was watching the other day. Oh, it doesn't matter. There you go. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? What's your name? Hello. <laughs> um, anything else? What about books? What about the old bookeroo? Uh, I haven't. I'm no. I'm reading a. I'm reading a um, crime novel at the moment, just to give my brain a rest from thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's about men doing a heist and they're terrible. And the women characters in it are just awful. They're just so shallow and, like, they fall in love with these men who are so unlovable. Um, So I'm not recommending it. I'm not Mm -hmm. telling you what it is. Don't bother. Don't bother. Love it. One upcoming
0: watch club, which I'm very much looking forward to, is Hustlers, (gasps) which is the new J-Lo film about a group of um, strippers who decide to get their revenge on the asshole like Wall Street dudes that frequent their establishment. Um, after the global financial crisis and apparently it's amazing mm. and i'm really yeah. excited yeah that's, about that's it. great. It's amazing so like really on cast let's all so. watch it our listeners included and yes. we'll talk about that's it in a the good next idea. episode let's I it's watch it's got very Lizzo in it it's
2: got Lizzo. Oh, it's got so Fair kiki probably. Palmer. yeah it's
0: got a great cast yes, um, read club there's a, it's an article that i wanted to recommend to everyone to read Um, It's called Cash Slash Consent, um, and it's on the um, N Plus One MAG website. It's written by uh, a sex worker by the name of Lorelai Lee, and it's a very long piece, and it's a really, really thorough, in-depth look at the war on sex work in the US. Um, Lots of really interesting first-person stories about her life, how she got into sex work, Really complicated sort of emotional journey, not very black and white, not sort of I was abused and this was the only way and you had to make money or I was poor and this is the only way and you had to make money. There's a certain amount of uh, emotional manipulation that went on in a relationship that led to that, but then the money she made ended up sort of saving her. So really complicated, but also focuses on um, some legislation that was introduced in the US in 2000. Uh, which really blurred the line between voluntary and involuntary sex work. Mm. So looks at the fact that there are feminists on both sides of that argument. Anyway, it's incredible. Mm. It's a long read, um, but I really, really uh recommend that you read it. We'll put the link on the Facebook page.
1: Cool. Yeah, it's yeah, a good yes please. It really
0: gets to the heart of what sex work is. Mm.
1: Great. Mm.
2: Great. Oh yeah, you got crime. Sorry, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I got no
1: crime. Okay, I just one other thing that I watched was Ocean's Eight, <laughs> and I know everybody else watched it a thousand years ago, but that's where I saw Mindy Kayla. Oh yeah, everybody's uh, in yes. it, and for a you know Sunday night, do not want to think, but don't want to be offended by bullshit. It's just adorable. So good. Yeah, all those women doing heisty business, and they're love, all great um, characters and funny as fuck. Kate Blanchett's yeah. clothes? Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Her wardrobe
0: in that film is ridiculous.
1: Amazing, yeah. 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 So good. No, it was really fun. I've started reading a book, uh,
2: which I just stole from the Spin Off Bookshelf. I don't yeah. even know if it's out yet. I don't even know where it's it came from. It's called Tales from a Financial Hot Mess by Frances Cook, who is a super cool journalist slash podcaster who did the podcast Cook the Books, which she explains in, in her book now that she basically just set up because she didn't know Anything about money, and she was in big trouble. So she pitched to her bosses. She's like, "What if I did like a personal finance podcast, but for idiots?" And like, <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, "I basically like gamed it so I worked time. I was f- sorting out my own life." Which she's really cool. sounds. Right. I don't, I've never met Francesca, but she sounds really cool and funny. Um, and the book is just all about everything that she's learned. And I'm trying to be a bit smarter about money. I'm mm. not. Um, I haven't had the best track record with it. And I found it quite. I find it quite empowering. Yeah. To like read about, and it's it's written for dummies. You know, I've managed to understand most of it, and I'm like, oh my god, compounded interest. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just recommend it. It's um. That's cool. It's written That's by great. a cool New Zealand woman who's been doing cool things, and she's got a good sense of humor about it as well. And it, it isn't like. You Know it's not super serious, it's just kind of like being quite frank about, um, yeah, sometimes like you have to spend money you
0: don't have. And um, her podcast and a recent sort of workshop night that the double denim ladies put mm-hmm. on about financial literacy in Auckland, a couple of my girlfriends went along to that, and then in our sort of uh group chat, have started to like really get the rest of us involved in what they learned. Which Love I thought it. was really cool, and so we're all sort of learning about ease and yeah. like where to put your money That's and how a little bit of money shares. towards a couple of things every week can go a long way yeah. towards um. your share portfolio or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I really liked that that sort of you know very us way of doing things, which was learning so- about something collectively yeah. and then taking that to your sharing it groups or your community and sharing it with them was I was just like oh this is.
1: This is how I like learning stuff. Yeah, Yeah. and money stuff is so—I don't know—the the the thing that keeps my anxiety under control is a savings account. Mm. That I genuinely—that's you know—I can my dial can go really high if I don't have a savings account. And I know I'm lucky, privileged to be in a position where I can put money aside. But fuck, it makes a difference for me. Mm. Yeah, Mm. and that's what she talks about as well. She's like, so much of it is just like alleviating. Anxiety,
2: mm. having a plan, you know all these things which I'm like, what <laughs> plans, budgets, <laughs> Excel, what um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend that if you are someone like me who has always been scared and almost like uh, I don't know what the word is like, I was like, ah. Oh, Money's not for me, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it's ridiculous to say that. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to think about your money. Like <laughs> you can't be above money. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that was Tales from a Financial Hot Mess by Francis Cook. What about a Kyoto Queenie of the month? Oh, God. It's
1: gotta Big be month. Greta and and so Greta as a catalyst, lightning rod, the face of, the voice currently won't always be all those young people who make me feel like I'm really tired and thank you for having the energy. Mm. This is great. And I'll catch my breath and get right on in behind you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would have to say mine is Sophie Hanford, who I interviewed, because she just left me like I I felt a combination of feeling really sick and really sad and really guilty, but also like more hopeful than I've ever been. So for someone to elicit that kind of (laughs) feeling in a person is quite unique. She just was so incredibly articulate, so smart, so dedicated, says just really frankly, you know, she's she's given up her OE, mm. she's 18, yeah. and this is all that she's doing, is just campaigning for the environment. And she talked to me, like, quite frankly as well about, you know, she's she said, I don't have time to feel scared. You know, that's how she kind of, she started it, but then the more we talked about it, she did say, you know, there are times where I talk to other young organizers of the Climate Strike who go to bed shaking and crying because yeah. they're so stressed and they feel so guilty and they can't even take an hour out to watch something on Netflix without feeling guilty that they're not doing something for the climate. Mm. Mm. And it just like, it just really shocked me and also just made me think everyone else needs a big fucking kick up the yeah. ass. Cause these
0: kids, these kids can't carry this on their own. They can't. Yeah. Mm. Um, in keeping with the same theme, um Maya Kiaquini is um one of the young people that spoke at the New York climate strike. She is uh an indigenous Brazilian woman, she's nineteen, um, who spoke very passionately about what was happening in the Amazon. Um and, and similarly this is her whole life now because mm. obviously what's happening there is is tragic and it's an imme- a very immediate emergency for all of those indigenous groups living there and I don't know how to pronounce her surname but um, her name is Artemisa Zakriaba. I may have got that wrong sounds beautiful Artemisa and um, yeah she's just very cool and uh, really really repped for her community yeah. in yeah. a way that is just I was blown away by how brave she mm. was yeah, mm. yeah. But has she done the dishes? <laughs> I <laughs> I <imagined. laughs> be, a, be a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> Shush now, girl. Shush.
2: Kia ora And Kia ora that's the end of our podcast. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you both for being here on this magical <sighs> it's journey. It's been a really special day. It has been a really special day. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you again to the Women's Bookshop. Without yes. them, we don't exist. So yeah, please go and support them. Yeah, yeah, support your local businesses. Sure. Support Yay, things Carol. run by women. We love Carol. Mm. Go give Carol. We love
0: them. Thank you, Alice, for recording.
1: Thank
2: you, Thank
0: Alice. usual incredible self, including showing us what a rhombus actually looks like.
2: Yeah, with the fingers. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you next month. Bye. Bye.
0: Hello, for lover, lōwhalawa. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spinoff. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz donate. Kia ora e te te butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off.